This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thank you, Disembodied Hot Girl Voices. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I am Ernie. And I am Robert. Okay, so we're uh, going uh, on a different uh, day today. Apparently, tonight is date <laughs> night where uh, Robert basically sits around and plays video games. Well, we actually have changed up the game. Usually that is correct. It is what we do. But we've actually kind of gotten off the video game thing. We have actually been binge-watching um, Grimm, actually, has been our, our recent date night, uh, date night uh, exploits. So we watch Grimm, eat popcorn, and uh, cuddle. That's, that's the date night plans for this fine evening. Um, I think uh, we are having fish and uh, jambalaya rice for dinner. A mild jambalaya. She doesn't do spice. I haven't been really into the video game like the Assassin's Creed. I haven't really been into it as I used to. It's it's I've kind of fallen. Uh, it's kind of lost its luster for me a little bit, sadly. Ah, yes. And now you're anticipating this Avengers game. Apparently, that's coming out. Yes, I I was trepidatious at first because like Ugh, Avengers. I know the games they've done in the past, and they were like, oh, it's a co-op game, and I was like, eh, I've I've played the Marvel Avengers type games before. They're meh. They're okay. They're not great. The best one was the the Marvel's X-Men side-scroller, which I'm sure you remember from the old days in the arcades, that was very cool. But what, else, what are they going to do? So basically what it looks like is it's the, it's the classics. It's, you know, Hulk, Thor, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, uh, Black Widow, and your favorite, of course, Hawkeye. And it's an up-to-four-player co-op, and it looks cinematic. Now, it's not a game based off the movie. It's the company who's making it, which is E3, their version of the characters and their version of the universe. So it's a different style. It looks beautiful. I don't know much about gameplay. They haven't really showed that yet, but the trailer looks amazing. It's a really cool movie-like trailer. Like it's an animated movie almost. So it looks really cool. I'm looking forward to at least trying it out. Don't know if it's going to be fantastic. The co-op thing's kind of exciting. Um, they are going to release new characters like in the future as DLC, downloaded content for non-gamers. But the cool thing that they said, and they're saying it now, we'll see what happens, is that all the DLC content and all the additional characters will be completely free, which is very unusual for DLC. So that I thought was kind of exciting. You don't hear that often, even Assassin's Creed or pretty much any game you can get if there's downloaded content or additional characters or whatever it is you're going to pay something for that Uh, in this case they're saying it's completely free so i thought that was kind of cool so i'm looking forward to it i don't know if it's going to be outrageously the best thing ever but it looks cool so i'm kind of with that so you know there's there's that going forward but you kind of had we had and you know it's one of those conversations we both we had some friends that we used to work with. Hey, guys, if they're listening, um, oh, they know who they are. But we, you get, we had a really great conversation with them um, regarding the movie you guys just saw this past weekend and um, well, a weekend ago. Uh, and then for those of you who follow us on YouTube, you will see a pre-show to this. So you might want to watch the video before you watch this, listen to this episode. So you talk about what we expect from the movie. And this is going to be the spoilers here's what we actually think of the movie so if you haven't watched that video yet go back and watch it i think it's kind of fun to see what we thought would it be and 
was, which Ernie's going to give us the lowdown. So, if you haven't seen Dark Phoenix yet, make sure you cover your ears because we are going to release. Uh, oh, we are going to release all the spoilers. This is not spoiler-free review. So, Ernie. First off, you mentioned some really interesting things. And I really, it's one of those conversations that you have with friends that you're like, gosh, I wish I recorded that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so how this all came about was that uh, we all worked together and um, at, at, a, at a previous place of employment, not our current places of employment. But, yes, we all, no. but most of us kept in touch with each other. And then we also included Robert. So then, <laughs> so, nice. so of course, you know, there was a message came out that one of them was going to be, you know, he's switching jobs. So they kind of wanted to have like one last like little hurrah before you, uh, they basically get swallowed into their new job because that's what happens with everyone. You get a new job, you have to immerse yourself in it and you kind of lose touch with the people from your last job for a little while. And then you kind of like pick up once you like have spare time again. Right, we, um, we stopped podcasting for like almost eight months. That was kind of our thing. Yeah, yeah. So that that happened with us as well. Yeah. So um, this, you know, one of the members of the group, the lead person, uh, he reached out to uh, the two nerds, and of course, I knew almost instantly the first one to respond would be Robert with his <laughs> typical nonsense of, "Let's just make this all about me. I'm going to change everyone's schedules, and I'm not even going to show." And I know this. This is his mo. Not a big but, deal. I'm used to it. But so, I did. But I did come. I did show. I kept well, my promise. The idea was for all of us <laughs> to go to a movie. Um, this one particular person is uh, someone that is deep into the comics and deep into the movies, oh, yeah. and he's very particular about which movies he he'd like to see. And um, he's he's kind of fair about his assessment with most movies. But he's purely viewing it from a complete, like, total, like, entertainment value of it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, was it eye-rolling? Was it too kitty? You know, he's been pretty critical about the, you know, Marvel being bought out by Disney and then following the Disney formula. He's and, pretty big on that, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Yeah, but, I mean, he, he, what, he didn't lie. And, uh, he, no. And he, and he kind of, and he kind of kept... And his and his assessment kind of held true for a long time. Many of the movies do follow the Disney formula, which, you know, is a lot of spectacle and a little bit of substance to them. So he, here we go. We go to, like, pick a movie, and, of course, the movie to see is Dark Phoenix. Now, we all, we all know from the preview and the preview of this show that the Internet basically just went crazy, said it's the worst X-Men uh, reviewed movie ever. Um, it's, it's got the lowest rating on Rotten Tomatoes, even lower than X-Men Origins, all these other things. Like, it's essentially an abomination of all these superhero movies because, of course, it's coming on the heels of Endgame. Right. And one seems to just love everything about Endgame, except now everyone's picking it apart. Right. Which well, is what the internet typical. does. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and it, it, one of the interesting, and you, you kind of mentioned this really quick there, is that people are confusing X-Men Disney. X-Men isn't owned by Disney, not in any way, shape, or form right now. So this is not a Disney X-Men movie. This is a Fox X-Men movie. It has nothing to do with Disney. And actually, I, I just looked at this. They're looking, it could lose, Dark Phoenix could lose as much as $120 million at the at the box offices right now. So, you know, epic failure. So go on. All right. So what the happened is, again. yeah, the, basically <laughs> what happens is the internet, the internet does its thing. People don't show up. 
And then when people do see the movie later on, they're kind of like, you know what? It wasn't that as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was actually kind of enjoyable. Now, we as a collective group, without Robert, decided to go see the movie. And, um, and we went to our local cinema, which is a pretty decent cinema. We, we kind of like going there. It's got a little bit of everything for us. And, and actually, it was kind of hard to find showtimes with uh, available seats. We were very mm. fortunate with the time that we went that we could find three seats all in the same row. Interesting. So it was still pretty busy. And this is, you know, it opened when? Uh, it opened uh, last Thursday, so, so like you... we saw it like three days after it opened. Okay, so it's still pretty pretty big. Uh, you're you're right in the heart of it. Yeah, we're still right in the heart of it. Opening weekend, and it was still you know we looked around. I saw like a different group of people there, uh, some uh, you know mix of older and younger. Um, not sure what the rating was on this movie. I wasn't sure if it was PG thirteen or if it was a PG. Not really sure. But I saw some teenage kids. No one really under the age of like ten. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that okay. type of movie. It, you don't need right. You don't need to see anything from the past to understand what's going on right, right now. And uh, okay, fair. And enough. there wasn't a lot of like you know one-liners. There wasn't a lot of like goofy uh, jokes or anything like that. It was pretty much like to, you know straightforward writing for this type of subject matter. Because in the title, Dark Phoenix, it's a little dark. Um. <laughs> Right. So and it sticks to that form. Yeah. So right off the bat, in the in the first few battle scenes where like these uh X Men are using their powers, they're using it to end lives. It's not so much like they're you're you're seeing it and like people are getting knocked away or something like that. People are actually dying. Actually you lose one of the main members, one of the biggest stars in Hollywood right now, Jennifer Lawrence, in the first like fifteen minutes of the film. And you, Oh, spoiler yeah. alert. Well, we are, we already said at the beginning. Yeah, if you if you haven't seen it, yeah. you're gonna get spoiled. Yeah. So she ends up dying right away, which becomes the catalyst, which makes sense. It co- becomes the catalyst for the rest of the X Men to like want to go forward and like, you know, fight this person. Sure, 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 sure. You know what I mean? It's it's not like yeah, it's not like a like a high moral thing or anything like that. It's like hey, she just offed one of our friends. You know, this is revenge now at this point, mm-hmm. and um. You know, the movie starts off... The movie actually starts off really quick. PG-13, um, to answer your question. PG-13, okay. Mm-hmm. Movie started off quick. It pretty much, you know, got you the background story, a little bit of exposition on what's going to happen, and you start seeing all the characters that are going to be key players in the rest of the movie. Sure. Um, you know, the, the, the special effects were good. It wasn't overly CGI. Um, it, it was... You like that. Yeah, and, and the story kept pushing along to its ultimate conclusion. And before we knew it, the movie was done. And we were like, wow, that was, mm. a, that was a pretty you know fast-paced movie. It didn't like have any um, lulls in it. It didn't have like any moments where you're kind of like, nice. okay, this is where everything gets all like slow and droopy and dreary. It wasn't any of that. Um, one of th- nice. Okay, and that's kind of nice because you kind of can lose yourself in those moments of, a huge amount of conversation for no particular reason. So I was, I was noticing that like, unlike many of the previous X-Men films and, and and let me just sidebar for a minute. This, this, if you never seen any of the other X-Men movies and you just went to see this one, Mm -hmm. you'd be okay. You know, it's, it's, it all comes out there. I mean, there's the one lone voice of reason, but then you find out the one lone voice of reason is professor X. And he's just doing it because for so long, He's been 
he's been idolized in this in this portrayal of the X Men. They're well liked, and he's like, it's all yeah, yeah. I would lean okay. it that way. Yeah, okay. And that's it's kind of it's kind of interesting because we know Marvel is very self aware when it comes to their universe, very self aware of all the movies and how they connect. Where Fox has been somewhat lax with that concept, which is fine it's a different style it's not a big deal but it's kind of interesting to see the parallels that you know the marvel disney as much as people like to hate on it and pick it apart when you look as a overarching whole it fits well together versus you know what fox has done with the x-men which is kind of they've tried to pull it together but they leave it very loose so you have the opportunity to make your own truths as to which ending is the real or which movies really relate to who. So they kind of left that in a jumble with this, what it sounds like. Yeah. You know, um, I put it together because, you know, I follow it and I really like Logan. I own it. Um, and I liked, uh, you know, the way they kind of portray professor X in that it's right. So right. I got us to this point, you know, how hard I've worked to get us to this point. And it turns out what he's been doing has really been bad. It's been bad for the growth of Jean, and she's been, and he's basically been using his powers to hide her past, so that way, mm. that way she can live a different life. But so, was he doing that? But was he doing that? Did you get the sense he was doing that for her protection, or if he was, or he was doing it for the sense that he was doing it because of what he he feared she would do if he didn't? It was the second you, one. It's really? Yeah. So not the good, not the good undertones. It was the bad undertones, basically. Right. Right. So uh, that that's what that's what it all boils out to. And like you start to see, like, okay, maybe Eric Magneto had a point mm-hmm. here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was, which is it was an interesting, of... which is an interesting twist to see Charles as kind of the bad guy in some respects, or the yeah. moral. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was kind of like you know what. Um, you know what, maybe, maybe this is the reason why the X-Men comics did so well, because you kind of saw this. Like, you know, unlike the previous movies where, like, uh, they kind of made uh, Professor X to be really goody-goody and, like, the ultimate goodness on the planet and everything like that, he, never, he kind of lost some of, like, the stuff that make us all human, right? Like, for him, it was right. about, right. I want to I prove that, you know, we are good. I... I I want to do this. I have a, you know, he's talking to the president. He's got like press conferences. He's, he's getting awards and he's loving it. And who wouldn't yeah. have loved that attention? You know? So that, that's why I liked the professor X in this movie. Cause it's kind of like, all right, this is more like the comics, you know, he's getting full of himself and everything. And then all of a sudden, you know, you throw dream Jean gray in here and he can't control her. So, so let me ask you real quick, going back to the press conferences and stuff, do you feel, because we all know that this is a different universe, this is an alternate reality in some respects, we believe, right? Do we feel that there was some major shift in how he was in the original X-Men movie, where he seemed as an older guy, still trying to work through these problems, trying to get everybody to work together? Do you feel that this professor, this professor X, given what happens in this movie, could turn into that professor, professor X, or do you feel that this professor X is just taking completely different left field and there's kind of ending his story with this movie? Well, I mean, because we know how we, those who've seen it know how it ends. We'll get there, but do you feel that that's kind of where they're taking this now, and they're kind of like, screw you guys, you're not going to have it for years. We're ending his story. You're going to have to figure out what to do with it. 
Well, what people sometimes forget is there was a movie that came out a couple years ago called Logan that pretty much mm-hmm. ended Professor X's story. Correct. So we so, know he does. We yeah, have the beginning he, and the end. So. But he died before that death. Remember, he ended up killing the X-Men because of his seizure. So we know the X-Men get mm-hmm. wiped out by him. Right. Ultimately. Right. Um, the, the thing is about this movie is that you kind of can see how the, the way this Professor X is, is moving towards is that he ends up losing everything and having to end up starting over from scratch again, kind of similar to the one that we saw in Logan. Mm, right. So it, it fits in more with Logan than it does with the other movies per se, in some respects. Maybe. And I looked at this one, I'm like, okay, I could see this as well, because, like, you know, they, at the end of all this, like, finally, you know, Charles finally realizes the, the wrongs that he's done, mm. and basically he gives up, uh, he gives up everything. Like, or they take, or it depends on how you view it. It could be they took everything away from him. Because eventually he loses the school, he loses everything. No longer, you know, uh, Charles Xavier's school for, you know, gifted youngsters it becomes the gene gray school for like gifted youngsters mm. gotcha yeah yeah it's kind of a cool thing so that was the first uh rebel early on and then by the the other big spoiler i guess is that by the end the professor x is kind of you know disgraced and i guess the middle spoiler if you watched any version any variant of the dark phoenix which is that of course gene gray sacrifices herself the fashion well, yeah, she ends oh, up sacrificing those herself really, because really big thing. There, there is another, uh, like, there is another evil to this, and it's this evil of aliens, okay. which they did the right thing. They didn't spend a lot of time doing backstory or like exploring these. These are just like the, uh, like the, like the device to keep the plot moving forward to Gene essentially like becoming the Phoenix, and okay. um, and the and the and the thing is, is that you get to see the X Men powers. Like, essentially doing damage. You know, Magneto flinging, like, metal around, like, impaling these, these creatures mm. who... They could change their, their form to be, like, people. Um, but they're, like, super charged. They can, like, climb walls. They're super fast or super strong. And they have healing powers. Like, if you try to shoot them up, uh, they basically keep going and self-heal. Um, mm. So kind you know, of like a have... weird version of the of the of the Cree or something like that, because that was one of the conversations we had at our our, our dinner post movie thing was like they didn't want to use existing aliens, so they just kind of hybrided and created a unique species that didn't exist anywhere else, basically. R- right, right. So you know you had a uh, you know you had the humans who had like you know their bombs and their missiles and everything, trying to waste these things, and they would just keep coming at them. Uh, although 50 caliber rounds did, did a lot of damage on them. So you had to have the big, oh, good. heavy artillery on them. Um, okay. But, uh, but then you had like, uh, like Nightcrawler, for instance. Um, he wasn't like the, the squeamish priestly Nightcrawler that you saw in previous ones. He actually like goes off and starts like using his powers. Mm. He uses his tail to like, you know, impale some of them. Um, nice. You know, using Cause... his little teleportation and bam, 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 and like slicing people. So his um, tail in this version is sharp, like an actual weapon, because I don't think it was in the previous one, right? No, no, it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's just kind of interesting, those subtle changes that they made is perfectly fine, they're right, but it's just kind of interesting to sign and see those little in, in, inconsistencies or variants that they decided to go with. Um, yeah. But it sounds like, in this case, it made the character a lot better 
in yeah, some respects. And then you then you had Scott Cyclops basically like blasting holes through people. He wasn't just blasting holes at stuff or knocking people over. He was like trying to like essentially end these things. Wow. Um, um, what? Who else? Who else had pretty cool powers? You know the the other mutants that follow Magneto. They don't really introduce themselves or or anything like that. You kind of get an inkling like, is that Psylocke? Could that be Psylocke? You know, it's, it's one of those type of things. Uh, well, that's where interesting. They, they had like different powers, each one of them, and they basically were attacking these things like as additional X Men. Like they were like a, like a small army of them. So you don't? Did you see Psylocke like the same actress, or was it a different person? Completely? No. No, they really? didn't. They didn't introduce her at all. No. Wow. I mean, you kind of got the you kind of got the hits because she shared some of the powers with Psylocke. Okay, but not but exactly. Not exactly. No. And and Ethan, and do there's you see no any of the characters from that movie from from Apocalypse or anything. Did you know? No. Did, did Psylocke or any of those come back? No. Weird. Yeah. See, that kind of it's kind of weird to me. I mean, again, you're taking a little cut piece of time. So you don't need to do a whole bunch of exposition and, and determine what, what happened to who, when, and where, which is fine, but it's kind of weird to me that they mention it. But again, if you're not trying to build a universe and you're making a standalone like this and you know it's your last one, who cares, I guess. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, whatever. The next guys can figure it out. Right. This was <laughs> like, a, hey, you know, we've been following, you know, the um, – the reviews and the comments of others and mm-hmm. yeah. And we're just going to go with it. And we're just going to go with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds, sounds like it was definitely to be a lot better movie than it was, is uh, that it's being mocked as on the internet. And hopefully it does recuperate its money, you know, and, and is able to, to stand as a decent X-Men movie in the, in the overall arc of those movies. And, uh, and one of the things I said when I first wanted to see it, and I'm still going to see it, but it's kind of just a way of saying thank you. Yeah, you know, we've enjoyed the run. It's been a good yeah, run, and done. now it's done. But before we go into anything further, I want to remind our listeners and our fans that as much as we love sequels that are good, we also love them listening to us and getting paid to do so. So please join us in listening to us on Podcoin so that you can get a little bit of money yourself while you're listening. So you get your news and entertainment from us and a little bit of cash on the side. So we're going to take a quick pause here for our lovely commercial break uh, brought to you by, of course, Anchor as always. And then we'll be right back with even more. Seamless transition. And we're back. Thank you guys so much for listening to our mini ads. We love you for it. We just finished up, if you forgot already, which is only 30 seconds ago, we just finished up talking about Dark Phoenix. And, you know, we wanted to come back to you and talk a little bit more about some other cool stuff that's going on. Um, as you guys may be aware, uh, the second season of Love, Death, and Robots is coming. They've greenlit it. And, Ernie, I know that we both enjoyed the minis. and We've done a full review on it, but I enjoyed it. And I don't know what they're doing for the future, but it looks like it's going to be another exciting second season. I'm looking forward to that myself. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I like the first one. Uh, I kind of binged it. Yeah. And then I went back and watched it again, and it was it's still good. Um, the mini episodes are just long enough to, you know, uh, get grab you, hold on to you, and basically give you a nice little story, kind of Twilight Zone-esque. A little, mm-hmm. little bit, uh, some of them are a little bit violent. Yes. Definitely you know, a little definitely go- gory. Kids. 
No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, no, definitely not for kids. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some more of them. Um, in other in other Facebookian news, I saw that they want to get a Rick and Morty movie made. So they're looking, trying to get that done. And a big one that I think I want your opinion on, Ernie, is so Batman. The Robert uh, Pattison, is that how you say his last name? Yeah, Pattison. Yeah. Okay, Pattison. They want a female Alfred. That might be pushing a little too far, Internet. Um, nothing wrong with it. It's just, you know, I don't know. Like, to me, Alfred, what would you call her? You call her Allie for short? Or Allison? Or you're basically changing the whole character. Because really, Alfred was his father figure. That's the whole idea behind Alfred. Right. Like, he's, he's the moral compass trying to keep the revenge thing from, like, consuming him. Yeah. No, definitely. Kind of like kind of like Michael Caine, unlike Jeremy Irons, who was kind of like embracing it and giving him like all the nice little toys. Yes. No, and that's know? that's the biggest difference. Absolutely. And that's that's kind of the, the piece that I'm kind of concerned about is, do we need that change? Is going to ruin the character? That was kind of in line with me there. Um, and another piece that I just saw, one of your favorites, I think, um, from the 80s, um, The Sandlot. Yeah, the they, TV show. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you'd seen this yet, so you yeah. saw that. What do you think? Yeah. I, I mean, it was fine. I mean, it obviously has the ultimate line that everybody uses. I mean, oh, hell. yeah, you're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, yeah. I, say, I, I say it to Robert on the regular. Well, and the funny thing is, is my wife says it to me, and she had no idea where it came from. <laughs> and then I was like, well, it came from this movie, Sandlot. Do you want to watch it? And she's like, no. No, <laughs> I'm good. But I'm, well, I'm, ga- he, I'm glad I know where it comes from now. It's like, yeah, see? Yeah, the, the Sandlot, it was that movie that kind of, like, came at just the right time. Because mm-hmm. during that time when it was released, there was a lot of gritty, uh, like, movies, a lot of biopics. Right. And then there was The Sandlot, which was like, okay, I could take a break from all these other movies. All these other heavy, and, serious things, yeah. Yeah, so it was fun, and I liked it. My parents liked it. Hopefully, you know, I'll show it to my, my little one, and she'll like it also, because it's funny. It's like little kids uh, in the summer, you know, new kid moves to a new neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. he's trying to make friends. He's kind of like the outcast. Uh, you know, the one thing that brings them together is they play these afternoon baseball games together, which is which is so cute. And, you know, talking about myths and stuff like that that you had about, you know, growing up in, in a neighborhood, you know, oh, that neighborhood, that neighbor has like this killer dog that eats little kids. You know, it's, it's one of those <laughs> things, you know. It's so yeah. funny. I know they made a sequel. I don't remember the sequel that much. I know I saw it, though. I'm sure. I'm sure. Maybe six or seven people saw it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dozens of people saw it. Um, dozens. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what? To to do a series, I think that does it justice because there's so many kids in the movie. Like you could have like a story about each one of them. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. And they they have a future for for them if they want it. You know. And and it really depends on what they decide to do with it. But that would be very cool to kind of see where they take that. And, you know, one of the big things I feel is important when looking at changing formats from a movie to a TV show is that you use the stories from the movie if it's the same character. And in this particular case, it actually is. They're bringing back the original cast. So I think that's a really cool thing that it's not just the same story, but in short episodic form, but it's also the original um, actors for the most part. So that's kind of see that they're doing it that way 
Yeah, plus it's kind of like the resurgence. Like, I think part of the reason why they're doing it this way is you look at the Karate Kid. Like, mm. all those movies, uh, even the one with Hilary Swank in it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, 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 after the second Karate Kid, right? a lot of the critics basically bashed, like, this whole premise, right? Right. It, even though they did well, the critically, the critics did, did it no justice. Sure. Um, so, of course, you know, YouTube... Did Yay. what did what anyone would do and just turn it into a series and the series works because if you would have tried to shove another movie with all this stuff going on, it wouldn't have worked. No. At least at least with a series you can like take your time and explain things out and like work to something. And uh it's yeah. actually it's actually a pretty good series. Uh I think they've dropped two seasons of it already on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it's done quite well for them. Yeah, and they they did the for a second season or third season, I don't remember which, uh, as part of YouTube Red. So you get the first episode of the second season or third season, whichever it is, for free. Then you have to pay if you want to watch the rest of it. Exactly. So exactly. That, that's, kind of a, that's kind of a fun thing to do. And it's, it's interesting to me that they're doing this. And again, they're doing this. Disney is doing this a lot, not to bring back the devil in the conversation, I guess, but they're doing a lot with their Disney Plus is they're taking movies and they're taking stories from movies, characters from movies with the same actors and shoving them into TV series or serials, specifically around the Marvel stuff. Um, And we'll see how that works out and see if people really, you know, get on board with that, because I've heard very mixed. A lot of people like I'm not going to touch Disney. I don't want to do it. I'm protesting, yada, yada, yada. And others are all over it because of the Mandalorian and the Star Wars possibilities that they're talking about. So it's like, it's very split. It's no, there's no, eh, maybe I'll try it, you know? But I think that's kind of just the polarizing effect of the uh, internet these days in general, unfortunately. So I I don't, I I don't know what that's going to look. And I'll tell you what, another actor who's doing a lot for himself and transitioning forms, Keanu Reeves. Very busy yeah. man, isn't he? Well, yeah. the John Wick, John Wick is definitely uh, so far his is part. Um, oh yeah, I mean to be able to uh, a two dimensional character and spawn an entire like throng of fans like clamoring yeah. for this, and then he'll make as many as they want. So he's he's got a job forever, yeah. and. Another thing he's doing, which has just been announced, which you may have seen, is he's going to actually be in a video game as him kind of himself. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a weird little video game. I saw the trailer for it the other day called Cyberpunk 2077. And he's playing a bionic human and it has his face and he's doing the voice acting for it. So another new genre for Keanu is he's going to be a video game character. Well, you know what? I'm glad he's able to find work. Yeah, exactly. We worry about him, you know. Yeah, we really... I worry about him. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So he's keeping himself busy with new genres all over the place. So that's kind of exciting. Um, and then, of course, the buzz and the of all things Star Wars for the next movie. We're still talking. Everybody's waiting for a real trailer to jump to jump to drop. Nothing yet, unfortunately. Um, but a lot of rumors are going around about what's going to happen and who's going to be what. So we want to definitely get your guys' opinion on that. If you guys want to uh, hit us up with what your thoughts are or what your questions are about what you think is going to happen next and how they're going to end this where everybody's – well, I don't think everybody, but uh, people are at least a little satisfied with the end because it's been such a rough ride so far uh, for the poor Star Warsians. 
And um, I think the last thing we should talk about, unless you had anything else to bring up there, Mr. Ernie, um, is the 80s being back in another form. And that would, of course, be your and my favorite woman, and that would be the Wonder Woman. Wow, let me tell you, the backlash that we got from that poster that dropped, yeah. you, would thought, you would have thought she was like carrying a swastika or something. It was awful. We even talked about it again in this, this, this famous conversation dinner that we had. It was really just like, it's like the worst poster ever, like from any movie ever. Like, you know, I was like, okay. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it. Don't get me wrong. It looks ridiculous. And I get it's the 80s, you know, everybody's on crack cocaine or whatever it is, but it's like, I didn't no, get it. I, I, right. And that's the whole thing. Like, until like somebody explains the poster, which I think is horrible if you have to explain a poster, it just yeah. can't be a poster. Yeah. Um, then you did something wrong. Yeah. Um, and but, her costume, her, her armor. Well, keep in mind the first, uh, from the first movie, the first poster was just her basically, uh, I guess, a side profile. Of her like lunging at something, and then but, there was another poster of her was just the the outline silhouette with her and the sword. Um, but that and super simple, fantastic. It exactly. tells you nothing, but it's Wonder Woman with her sword. Yeah, cool. We're yeah. good. Yeah, we're this cool. has this, this leaves questions like uh, like you can see in the like essentially the name of the movie is Wonder Woman 1984. That's going to be the the title. Which is fine, no big and, deal. And the way the poster comes out, it looks like it's the background is a whole bunch of overlaying W's. Yes, and they're kind of like colors. psychedelic rainbow colors, right? Yeah, which is kind of and weird. Kind of metallic, shiny, and then you see she's actually wearing gold armor. Now right. I recognize the gold armor right away, and I was kind of like, okay, that's cool. Other people, were like, why isn't she wearing the red, white, and blue? You know, and, and or the costume or, from the first movie, whatever, or the gray costume. You know, the gray, the gray armor. Sure. Um, but but I'm like, no, that's the armor from when they were on Themyscira, and she was showing around the vault of all the gifts the gods had left for the Amazons, and you saw that pile of armor like on one of the pedestals. So of course, you know, <sighs> she probably went back and picked it up. <laughs> I'm just uh, probably that out there. Yeah, no, and it, you're not wrong, and you're probably completely right about it. But again, it's one of those things. It's like, uh, what? And you you, you got to talk to somebody who knows something about something, and you're like, well, I don't get it. But okay, if you say, again, as you said, if you have to explain the poster, that it's not a good poster. Yeah, so uh, it's not a good poster. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm hoping they come out with a second poster that's a little less out there. And a little more simple. You know, we just want to see Wonder Woman. We, we, we enjoy it. we all going to go clamoring for the second one. Don't get us wrong. But, and then you hear the rumors of what the movie's going to be about. And you hear the plot twist that could be around. Yeah, it's purely, some, you know, rumor and uh, conjecture and stuff like that. I've, they've basically been tight-lipped about it because, uh, to be honest with you, that first movie was really well done. Oh, yeah. And... And I know it was a lot of the some of the writers from uh, DC had some input on it. Um, some of the movie writers, I don't know if Chris Terrio had a hand in it, but he was the one that did the um, Dawn of Justice, mm. you know, that kind of gritty feel to it. Okay, that you know what I mean. He, he, he kind of writes that style, right? 
Right. But I mean, and, and I hope, you know, that, that, it, that it really pulls through and you get another gritty, dark-ish, not too dark. Give, give, give her a little humor. She's okay with a little humor. It is the 80s, after all. We know, we know for a fact the 80s were kind of ridiculous. Um, but don't go too over the top and, and make it a dark film still. But are you good? Mirror Shop, you know, it's going to be a time travel movie. There's going to be split realities. They're going to be, it's going to be overly gay. She's, I mean, there's these things out there. There's nothing wrong with any of that. It's just like, it's, 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 they're trying to get a, a steamroll of negative feedback on it before the movie has even come out. Are you done well, moving furniture over there? Oh, sorry about that. My, 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 uh, my whole thing is Patty Jenkins is a great director. Mm-hmm. I know she had a hand in a lot of the script and how she wanted that movie to go and her vision of it. I trust her in this vision. I know a lot of people are kind of like, oh, you can't hand over Wonder Woman to Patty Jenkins. And I'm like, well, why not? Right. You know, so um, I think I think this movie may be more popular than the last movie. I'm just mm-hmm. going to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and we'll have to see if, that, if what comes to pass with it. It's definitely a situation where there's a lot of rumor. There's a lot of good people behind it. So the good people will make the right decisions, we hope. And even if those things are true, even if it is, you know, a, a, a time travel, even if it is, they do it well. And, you know, it's not just a time travel Avengers ripoff, you know, and we don't want that. You know, we wanted to have a solid story of its own. Don't just, you know, and, and we have this problem with DC as far as their formulas have gone. You know, we, we don't need a knockoff of DC. We don't need a knockoff of Marvel. We don't need a knockoff of doing. Keep to your unique stories. Keep to your unique concepts. And then we'll love it for that being its thing. Well, you know? we, all, we all know that basically the characters are so wonderful that anybody can really play them. I mean, if you think about Wonder Woman, it was always Linda Carter, the TV show. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Like, who's going to be a better Wonder Woman than Linda Carter? Well, guess what? Gal Gadot. <laughs> yeah. Know, now, yeah. Now, yeah. Now, Is so, it Gal Gadot? I thought it was Gadot. I don't know. That's a good question. I'll have to ask I, my daughter, who's absolutely obsessed with her. So we'll I know. See. I know she's not French, as many people would want her to be. Um, mm-hmm. I, think, I, I think she's from Israel, if I'm not mistaken. So I think it's good mm, Yes. Okay. I will, I will take your word for that one. We, guys, our fans, our loving audience, correct us. Yeah, chime in. in. How, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so correct us. We, we don't mind. We are good at no, that. I don't mind. And I did want to bring up uh, something. So I just signed us up for a podcast guest um, app. So it basically is going to send us uh, the two nerds and a joke what podcasts out there are looking for guests and see if we can uh, you know, make some headway with being guests on other shows or having guests come on to our show, um, which we're always looking for. We've had a couple of people be interested coming on at one point or another or some point in the future. But I want to point out, I'm at lunch at my office and Ernie is at his house. We are nowhere near each other right now. And we're still nope. able to have a very cool conversation. So you don't have to be physically with us to participate in our show. So if you have something you want to talk want to prove us wrong, everything and anything we've ever said ever, we're okay with that. Come on the show. It makes for great talk. And we'd look to forward to speaking with you about whatever it might be. I know I would. So I know, right? 
So please consider us. We are on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and of course, as always, get your podcast from Podcoin, Anchor, or our newest addition to the family, Radio Public, which will also be very supportive of us as well. So don't forget them. And a new video on our YouTube channel. So do not forget to check that out because we have a lot of fun conversations there. We talk preludes of the, uh, you want the spoiler-free version, the spoiler-free version, Dark Phoenix. We have some other exciting conversations about the Star Wars opening. I'm going on the uh, 8th of July to the new opening in Disneyland. So I'm going to take lots of video to that. Get lots of descriptions and stuff of things I see. So looking forward to doing that for the podcast. So as always, Ernie, no matter whether you're in a treehouse or exploring any other fascinating part of the 80s, if you will, please. <laughs> Peace out. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel. <laughs>